Welcome back to the TNT BNB podcast. On these episodes, we'll be bringing in a guest host to discuss certain categories of movies. Categories such as movies around the world, franchisees, and genre. Certain directors, actors, actresses, and so much more. So sit back, mix a drink, and enjoy. Listener beware, we will be spoiling the shit out of this. Here we go again. We are back, and since it is just to be about Halloween, we decided that what better time to do our favorite horror movies. And granted, we have knocked a few of them out, so these should all be new movies we haven't talked about. Yeah. So, um, we got the Kirkland Spiced Rum again. And um, we're mixing it with uh, Diet Pepsi. Um, this stuff's 92 proof, so it's got a little kick. <laughs> Spice from, I know where you got that from. Yeah. <laughs> with that being said, Costco. we did yeah. pick up a bottle of their gin. Yeah. I, yeah, you did. Okay. We just haven't cracked into it yet. Yeah, I was, um, yeah, it's been a rough day, but I try to go into the store when I got out of work to go get um, tonic so we can drink it. Parking lot was filled, you know, it's 3.30 on a Friday. I'm like, I'm just going to go home. I know we have Diet Pepsi there. I know we have Spiced Rum. I'm just getting the hell home because everybody's driving like idiots right now. Uh, I mean, it's true. Everyone, Literally, that's exactly what my husband said. Everyone was driving like idiots today. Oh, it was bad. Like, I almost got in a few accidents. So, yeah, good day. Yeah. Uh, so well, what do you got going on? I actually have something totally different. I went with Kettle One Botanicals. Oh. And I have the... Um, Are those like the pre-mixtures? Like the- no, no, no. They have a version of them in the cans also, but I actually... So you can buy the pre-mixed with like the seltzer already. Yeah. So they Kettle One has their own seltzer version. So they're actually quite low in calories. I was looking at that, but I just bought the bot- the fifth. Mm-hmm. of um the grapefruit one okay so it's like the it's like it's grapefruit and like basil or whatever it's got a little bit of, i think it's basil i think that's what the leaf is on the bottle but and then i just mixed it with seltzer water so oh, kind of like refreshing well just like, i was the, just like straight seltzer water or is it flavored seltzer water i just did regular seltzer water since it had the um the already the flavor yeah it already had the flavor so yeah, yeah it's fine so, yeah, it's totally fine. So, I was like, okay. I mean, it was something different. It's good. It is. It's very refreshing. I mean, it's something more, I would think. I mean, I know the weather's kind of, like, nasty out or whatever, but I feel like I should have probably thought maybe this would be more of, like, you know, summertime drinks. But it's actually not bad. I mean, it's very relaxing. It's not heavy at all. Yeah, so, I'm good. liking that part. That I'm liking. I I almost did whatever they call it, the English mule, which is just gin and Moscow, um, or ginger gin, beer. Ginger beer. Okay. And oh. lime. And I was like, yeah, I don't, I'm, I was not ready to try anything new because it's, it's spiced rum season for me. Like, this is, I don't know, getting back to the darks, I guess. Summer was a lot of clears, like gin and vodka. I mean, always mix the McMasters, but... <laughs> yeah. 
It's still McMaster's, so you know how that is. It's all about the McMaster's. <laughs> <laughs> you got your go-to. <laughs> oh, yeah. No, actually, like I said, it's, a little, it's, it's definitely light and refreshing, but it's it's not too much. So I feel like I'm not going to get overwhelmed. And it's kettle one, so how bad can you go with kettle yeah. one? No, kettle mm, one's right. a good one. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, you can't go wrong with kettle one. So that was my theory. That was my um theory. So I'm like, cool, cool, cool. Yeah. All right. Other than that. I other than that, it's pretty good. It's pretty good so far. Awesome. Something new. Something new. So, are we ready to get into this conversation? Uh, I'm ready to. Let's do it. So, with me, like, with this being very broad, I guess, like, you can go into a classic slasher horror. You can go into a sci-fi horror. You can go into all sorts of horrors that are out there. And I had a few movies in mine. But what was funny is I had a guy from work ask, like, randomly ask me. He doesn't know that this was our topic because he was trying to get into horror movies because it's October. He said, Trav, what is your favorite horror movie? And to be honest... I answered it without really knowing. Like, I did, my mouth just kind of shot out a movie. And I was like, oh. you know, it's one of the movies I was thinking about. That's the one that came out of my mouth. So with that being said, um, I chose Midsommar. Oh, really? Okay, I was wondering if you would. Um, it's a good call horror movie. And so this came out in 2019. Mm-hmm. It got an IMDb of 7.1, Meta 72%, um, IMDb or Rotten Tomatoes 100% tomato meter, a 73% audience score, which is weird. Um, worldwide, it made just about 48 million. Uh, Which shocks me. I think it. Should, I feel like it should have done more. Oh, yeah, I, I totally agree. Budget was nine million though. It still made money. It made money. Um, but let's go into the. It had director was Ari Aster. Oh, and yeah. um, this guy, I can't wait for his next movie because this guy. He is one of my. I mean. I'm most anxious to see what he does next than I think anybody else. Mm-hmm. Which, doesn't he have one on board, but it's not horror? I don't know if he does or not, to be honest. I haven't really heard anything as of late. Yeah, he does. Wait, why has he directed 11 movies? He's done some shorts. No, that's it. Okay, I don't see anything else on the books. Okay, and then it also has an actress that I have, I really enjoy, which is um, Florence Pugh. Um, she plays Danny. Yeah, this was certainly her coming out party. Yeah, she is a great. Um, it has Will Poulter. He's done um, um, We Are the Millers. Um. But yeah, his name was Mark, but there was not any other really big people in it. No. 
But this movie like starts off pretty heavy. Um, you see that you know she's trying to get a hold of her sister who has mental issues, and then you see that there's like literally hoses coming from a car going into all these rooms, and they she her sister killed her parents and herself and herself. Whoa. There's an intro right there. Like, you got me. Like, I'm in. And then you then you got this girl who, the sister who survived because she was in college, have a real asshole of a boyfriend who, you know, he's, his friends are talking shit about her and saying, you need to break up with her. Like, she's really needy. And then, like, she, she called him and said she was really worried about her sister. And then she called him again and said, oh, my God, they're dead. They're dead. And so he basically is like, oh, shit, I can't break up with her. So he still treats her like shit. And, you know, it's just not a good relationship. But um then they end up going to a party where they find out that they're all planning a trip to Sweden in two weeks. And she never was told about it. <clears throat> so she gets all pissy and um, then they end up inviting her. But her boyfriend's like, oh, she's coming, but she's not coming. Like, you know, blah, 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 blah. Well, the guy that's actually from Sweden um, had a chit chat with her about how he his family died in a fire and then um and then how he went there and he found his new family and that's when she went in the bathroom and lost her fucking mind and then they're on a plane to Sweden that's where then like this is my main thought when I was watching this is like why aren't there more questions? Like, what are we doing there? What's going on? Are there bars? Are there, you know, attract, like, you know, places to hike? Like, why aren't these questions being, well, a, answers being? A couple of them, her boyfriend and the black guy were in college doing dissertations on. Yeah, they're right. I don't remember exactly what they were researching, but it was. Well, they her boyfriend was a writer. It was another guy. They were in the same field, and then he, w- the black guy, was going to do his. Yeah, but paper it wasn't her boyfriend. It was the other friend. He, the boyfriend, was just joining in because they're all friends. No, the because, boyfriend was gonna. No, because yeah. <laughs> no, because he would ha- he did not know what Midsummer was, so he was trying to Google it on his phone, but there was no service. It was the guy that was peeing on the tree that no he was just going along for the ride no yes yes his boy her boyfriend was and his the black guy which was her they were friends they were both in somewhat related fields one had just one had decided on his thesis but then the other one kind of like usurped it Mm kind of like a kind of like joined himself into it because he supposedly asked first, even though the one guy had already declared his major. Yeah. Oh, not major, but thesis beforehand. Yes. 
the other one kind of like kind of like snuck in on there and like, oh, I guess I can do it. I, I decided to do it too. And he was trying to say it was totally You're different. Right. Said, I got confused yeah. between those two. Yeah. 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 And he was acting like it was totally different from what the one guy was doing, but really it was so similar that it was like, yeah, you know what I'm saying. Yeah. Okay. Got yeah, it. But I got okay. confused. It's been like, I think I watched this a week and a half ago. So, um, but yeah, I mean, it's, there's a lot going on in this. So many like oh, yeah. with the art pictures on the wall when they go into the barn, them drinking the tea and like the grass was growing into her into her hand. Um, she thought everybody was laughing at her and she ran into that little bathroom and she looked in the mirror and she saw her sister in the reflection. Is that when she was tripping balls? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And um then there was like I can't remember what the one couple was, but that's the one where they try to convince her that her boyfriend went on a different bus. They took a truck. Yeah. He yeah, he went ahead, yeah. After mm -hmm. they saw those two um elders um jump off the thing, one died instant instantly, the other broke his legs and then they bashed his head with a hammer. That was the moment of that movie where I was like, What the fuck is going on? That was wild. Yeah. I, I will agree with you that when that happened, I mean, I was just like, what is this? But what also really kind of freaked me out is when he, it was later, it was later, later in the movie, absolutely later, after the whole entire sex thing, whatever. <laughs> but when he, when he kind of goes into the chicken coop and the one guy's kind of like strung up. Yeah. Like flower, flowers was, in his, yeah. His blood eagle is, I think. What blood eagle, yeah. It. Yeah, but that's, then I was like, the, I mean, and then there the one person had his foot sticking up by the, you know, the garden. It was just a whole thing. It, you know, every little area, but at the same time, everything was hidden in plain sight. Yeah, yeah. and it was, and, he did yeah. a good um, attention to details on this movie. Like, all those different things, like, I think I've seen this movie three times now. Yeah. Same here. And um, every time I catch something new, like, <clears throat> did you know that the room, like when they were talking her into going to Sweden, like he was talking about a family, up yeah. above to the right was a picture. Of a bear. Yes. <laughs> so crazy. It was mm -hmm. almost like foreshadowing. Now, I like our, his, his movies because he did Hereditary. Her Hereditary. Yes. That was a yeah, good sorry. one. That was a great movie as well. It, it It's not only is it tripping you, but like I said, all evilness or darkness is hidden in plain sight where the normal blends over it that you just start to confuse it. That's what makes Midsummer trippy for me. You don't even have to be like drugged up to, to not see things happening or to visualize stuff. It was, I just think him doing it, I want to compare it to, there's two movies that I want to compare it to, um, Ritual and Wicker Man, the original, the yeah, original yeah. Wicker Man. Yeah. I, not I the, did not yeah. see the ritual, but I've heard it's kind of the same yeah. You're talking Wicker Man, not... Not the Nicholas Cage. Yeah, that was Not so the bad. Nicholas Cage. So not bad. the bees! <laughs> no, I'm just saying. I'm just saying, you know, but um, no, I just honestly... 
yeah, Wicker Man. But yeah, keep on going. I mean, that was just so, I mean, you yeah. know, once again, you said like the movie when they jumped off the rock, you're just like, what? <laughs> yeah. And it's just like everyone's just standing around. And you're like, what are they standing around? You don't know what's going on. And they have not a clue because they think they're just there for a festival. Yeah. yeah. And that's why that one couple ran away and they wanted to leave. And then the boyfriend would disappear, which ended up being dead. Um, <clears throat> the w- other crazy thing is you already brought up like the, you know, him having sex with that virgin. But beforehand, she made him her own meat pie that had her pubes in it. I know. And wasn't there a period blood thing also, like in one of his drinks? I think so. Oh, yeah. They put, yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. I know. It is, you know, and one thing, okay, so we're sitting here for a minute towards the end of the movie. Okay. So we have, remember, they, I can't remember, did they explain, ever explain to why they had to have, volunteers not volunteers i mean the amount of how many sacrifices i but if i remember correctly it had to be two sacrifices and two outsiders yeah maybe. so yeah it was she had to choose one local and she person, had to choose yeah one local person or her boyfriend yeah <laughs> and after yeah. After she um, saw him banging that one girl, um, guess that's the best terms. Um, yeah, she chose him, and they put him that bear. Yeah, and but, it, it's supposed to be like, you know, one guy's um, buried with, you know, food in him, and one person's buried with flowers in them, and. The and the fl- bear is supposed to like you know protect them against their whatever. Yeah. Like it all had like this. It's pretty crazy. And at the same time, I feel like as the movie progressed, she was slowly more and more not being won <laughs> over by them, but she was almost indoctrinated into them. Like whether or not it was um. Uh how could I say this? Uh, they, cause she had lost her family and her sister and everything. They, it, she was so susceptible to the, them becoming the replacement because, you know, leaving it, I didn't have any question whether or not she was staying. She was staying oh, and she was going to sure. be part, and she was part of it because she became part of that culture. Maybe if she wasn't as so, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Susceptible to it because of all her other loss. They replaced her family. Yeah, she needed a new family. Like, her boyfriend was a piece of shit, didn't even love her. And, like, when they're at the table and they're talking, like, oh, I can't believe he left her. And he's like, and she goes, I can. Like, right in front of her boyfriend. Mm -hmm. And that's a discussion we have had several times about this movie is, do you think that the Swedish guy invited them solely for her to bring her yeah. into and have them be the that's sacrifices. what i always thought because he saw her as the next um she may queen or whatever they what do they call that i think it was may queen it was may, it queen, was may queen yeah well summer so midsummer is technically in june or something but i mean the soul i don't may queen solstice queen whatever it is but yeah like he was showing her pictures of like this is my sister like not really his sister but they all are like 
whatever they it's, called it. It's incest. a commune. Yeah. Um, like you wanted to bring in new blood. Exactly. And they even feed into that with, uh, um, in. Uh, I mean, uh, we just watched Wrong Turn, so inbred just stuck in my head with a guy that looks like mm -hmm. that. But yeah, we watched a lot of Wrong Turn. The, not good. Yeah. It's it's almost like they needed to bring in a new bloodline to keep the commune going. And that's why yeah. they do shit like this. Well, not only did they do it, bring in the new bloodline with her, but with him also, even though they sacrificed him. Yeah, yeah, that's that's exactly right. I forgot about yeah. that. Yeah, so, you know, because he, you know, at that point in time, they're like, they're pretty sure she's impregnated. I mean, I mean, not that it really happens like that, but I'm pretty sure yeah. they know what they do, they're doing or whatever. Craziness that it is. So I'm yeah. trying to think. There's an, oh, there's a. There's another movie on Showtime or Epics. I can't remember. It's called Sacrifices, which is like kind of like a cult on an island, too, where it's weird. It's kind of weird like this, too. And in the end, they lean over to one the lady's husband or whatever gets sacrificed. And they lean over to her. They're like, you, you, they say, oh, you'll get used to it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. You'll get used to it. And it's kind of like they keep on bringing in new people. I think I see where you know once again wrong turn. Other movies like this have always like we need, you know, new blood. Yeah. Yeah. But it just makes you think. You know, is there really cults like this, communes like this? Because they had to come from somewhere. I mean, like really, let's think, there's there's got to be legends or something. This there, is based off of you saw yeah, you an interview with the director, right? Or the mm -hmm. the writer. I did, yeah. Did he say anything like this is a? It, yeah, it's definitely. I don't know, in terms of the sacrifices and everything, but there is a midsummer Swedish thing. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But I mean, that's the only the only thing I took away from that article is the appropriate way to pronounce it. Yeah. But speaking of Ari Aster, like. Hereditary and Midsommar, mm -hmm. it's got to be, in for my money, the best debut, two-movie debut of any director that I can think of. Oh, for sure. They're both Absolutely. great movies. Now, his, I mean, I can't think of really any of his earlier work because I don't think he's really, he probably cut his chops somewhere else, but I can't think of any other movie that I've seen his name attached to I think Before Hereditary these. was his first, first full feature. Yeah. He did a bunch yeah. of shorts or something beforehand, but so to go Hereditary to Midsommar, not that just both movies are brilliant on their own, but they're so much, they're so different. Everything, Absolutely. Everything in Hereditary happens at night. Everything in Midsommar happens during the day. Oh, yeah. That's but also at the same it. time, there is no there is no dark. Yes, exactly. Yeah, that's a, the change between. I mean, not even just the idea of it, but shooting it that way. It's it's unique. He goes from it's it's two totally visually different striking movies. Do you know what I'm saying? Yes, exactly. You know where shadows and light and disguising 
in the dark of hereditary is totally what's there. But the meanwhile, you have, you know, right out in the light. This is it. We're not ashamed of it. This is what, this is our family or this is what we do. Yeah. Yeah. That's Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, like I said, and all, all the listeners or whatever, like watch this movie three. I, I want to watch it more. Like, uh, I'm gonna probably watch it once we get the colder months. I have an extra day. I'll put another. You know, it's two and a half hours movies. But oh, it is a long movie too. I feel, and I'm not saying it's long, but it is a longer movie. Yes. Yeah. So you know, you gotta invest your time on it. But it's a great movie, and I'd watch it again. It's a it's a two to three time a year watch. Like you can, it's one of those movies like you can go a few months and oh, I'll watch that again. And it's one of those movies that on each. Viewing. viewing you pick up something different oh yeah like i didn't the one that got me the second time was the uh sheet whatever that basically foreshadowed everything that happened oh the tapestry. yeah yeah the tapestry at the beginning of the movie yeah yeah yeah, yeah that's yeah we paused it that one time and sat there and And I, I totally, I, I agree with you totally on it. I mean, it, you, you choose one of your favorite horror movies, you know, we, I mean, we totally left this wide open. I mean, we didn't, we didn't even remotely say genre or anything. We just went with favorite horror movie, you know, yeah. and for you to choose something from 2019 says a lot about our directors now, you know? Yeah. The amount of horror movies that are at our disposal, I think, is trifold in the past decade. Yeah, you know, yeah. oh, you have sure. a lot to choose from. So you chose something relatively recent. And even then, it's like you're looking at 2019. You're kind of like going, if this would have came out in 2020, you know, and, you know, once again, not that we want to compare everything to COVID, but it's so hard to think movies coming out you know during that time how would this been handled if it was a straight to streaming or something like that you know what i'm saying i think it would have still been received quite as well but it did i just thought it did better at the box office for some reason yeah and, yeah and the audience numbers on that surprised the shit out of me like yeah. it was very highly regarded with the critics but the yeah. audience review on rotten tomatoes was weaker than i thought it should be well like i said yeah yeah and that's i don't know what was i gonna say about i just lost my train of thought i'm sorry Shit. um fuck yeah forget it i had it it'll come back i lost it will eventually maybe it'll be in the middle of one of your movies but i'll say it <laughs> It's all right. We can do it. And it's what you know. If there's once again, there's alcohol involved, so we need to remember that. That's what happens. Among other things. Among uh, yeah, <laughs> a little bit of weed, but yeah. Uh yes. Welcome to the life. <laughs> but yeah, uh, I mean, I don't have much else to say besides look in the background of this movie when you watch it. Look at the pictures. Look at all the fine details of it because. He is a very, very um, great director. Like he, 
he puts detail in his movies, and that's what was good about Hereditary. That's what's good about this. And I remember, I thought you told me this, but I don't even know anymore in life. But we were talking about him one day, and you said he read an article that he was going to do like a drama or something. I do vaguely remember that. And I was like, what? And we had this whole discussion about Midsommar, Hereditary, and now he's going from two whores to a drama. That's right, because, like, <clears throat> God damn it, I wish I could remember what he said. But he doesn't look at Hereditary or Midsommar as horror movies. He looks at... Thriller? Not just that, but he said, I think Hereditary was a family drama. And then okay. Midsommar, he categorized as something else. I don't remember. But he doesn't see them as horror movies. Oh, I mean, I can see why. I could definitely, I kind of agree with Hereditary. It's definitely horror to be. But there is a disintegration of the family unit and how death and the loss of other people in a family can put strain on every other relationship in the family. I can see that. I'm just but a child this... losing their head to a fucking pole. <laughs> yeah, I can see it too, but hereditary That right the shit there out of made me. me shit my pants. I won't <laughs> lie. I was like, I just remember looking over at you and I'm like, uh, did that just happen, dude? And you're like, and we I think we we round, like we rewinded the movie real quick cuz yeah. I was like, yeah, that just happened. Yeah. <laughs> Yep, yeah, the head came off like holy shit, and then they left the body in the car for the mom to see. And oh, <laughs> that that the marketing for that movie was brilliant because there's they put so much focus on the daughter with all the clicking and shit she was doing. Yeah, and then thirty minutes in, she's gone. Now you don't know yeah. what the fuck is going on. Mm-hmm. Yeah, holy shit, great movie. That, yeah, but. I was actually leaning between both of these, which was very funny because, and then uh, we did a podcast with another buddy, and um, I forgot when I rated it. I'm like, I like Midsommar better than Hereditary, and I was like, I did say that, and that's because I didn't rewatch Hereditary in a while, so I was like, but I've seen Midsommar so many times, that's why I'm like, oh, well, okay, I'll do Midsommar because I wish I would rewatch Hereditary, but to have time that once again it's the whole thing about having the time not having the time yep exactly yeah. i mean you can't go wrong with either one they are both fantastic movies exactly yeah but i rate this at like eight and a half okay yeah you know I'll... I'll go with you at eight and a half on that too absolutely definitely yeah i feel I would... yeah, yeah. I'll give that, yeah, I mean, an eight and a half, because I'd probably give a Hereditary nine. Yeah. I, that, I just like Hereditary yeah, a bit. Yeah, and that's better. fine. Like, I have, you know, I'd like to do a day of his movies and watch them back to back, and I, it's been a while since I watched it, so I, it could be a change. We got our one buddy to change his opinion on it. Yeah, he did. Like, he hated it, and it's our buddy we do our horror podcast with, and he hated it, and then, like, <clears throat> I made him watch it. I was like, that your homework is to watch it, 
And the next podcast, she's like, okay, you're right. Like, this was a great movie. <laughs> you have to, like, take a moment and make a decision on it. You know, you can't just automatically jump and say, okay, this is what's wrong. Yeah. Yeah. No. So, yeah, we got to change his mind. Yeah. All right. Uh, good movie. Good good choice. I'm, I like, I'm glad you chose that one. Yeah. It was, you know, I can go to my... I love the 80s slashers, like I said. Those are one of my, like, I fucking love them. But I had to go with the cult classic. And like I said, someone asked me out of the blue, what was your favorite horror movie? And I just said it without thinking. And I was like, holy shit. That's it. Yeah. So, all right. On to you. All right, so, I mean, we've already taken out some titans of the horror genre. We've done Halloween, we've done Exorcist, we've done Rosemary's Baby, we did Jaws. And, I mean, probably my two favorites would have been Wreck and Ginger Snaps, which have also both been next. So I had to, and let the right one in. So I had to dig a little bit, and I picked a relatively recent movie, one that on my first watch I did not like at all. But then I watched another movie by the director, really liked it, and thought I'd go back and revisit it, and it completely changed my mind on the movie. Okay. It is also an A24, and it is The Witch. Okay. Which came out in 2015. It's an IMDb of 6.9, a Metascore of 83, Rotten Tomatoes of 90% tomato meter, 59% audience. It had a budget of $4 million. Domestically, $25,138,705. Worldwide, Forty million four hundred twenty-three thousand nine hundred forty-five dollars. It was written and directed by Robert Eggers. Okay. Have you seen The Lighthouse? No, I don't think I have. Oh, that will change your life. That was his second movie, and that's the <laughs> one that made me go back and revisit this one. I like The Witch. I mean, it took me a while to get into it, but I liked it. I, I actually watched it with subtitles. I mean, I, well, well, not subtitles. I watched it with closed caption. Yeah, that old English is kind of yeah. tough. And yeah. I think that might have been why I didn't like it the first time. Because I, I own it. Okay. And just watching it, just the first time I remember like, all right, this is supposed to be really super scary and all this. And just wasn't. But then on the second watch, it's not about how scary it is. It's about the atmosphere they set up. It's So, I want to just briefly touch on The Lighthouse for one second. Because if you ever watched it, um, there's a uh, mermaid. Uh, I don't know what. Siren. No. Uh, yeah, there's a uh, murder or a mermaid uh, vagina on it. 
Oh. And it will definitely just, your life will never be the same. Okay. Um, it's very, very awkward. It's a very, it's a very, very good movie, but man, visually, holy shit. He is a oh. very good director. Like, he does a really good job in that, but there's moments you're just like, I just can't believe my eyes just seen this, and I don't know if I ever want to see this again, but wow. Yeah, and no. he's very good at setting, and I mean, don't want to beat a dead horse per se, but setting the atmosphere. Just this family isolated in 1690s America, and devout i mean almost crazily religious they got kicked out of their plantation for their beliefs essentially yep and they just go live and the the land is barren they can't grow anything they can't kill anything and they got this black sheep black philip i think they called him black philip yep and goddamn the soundtrack is haunting. I just, I don't know. I like this movie a lot. Well, when you say atmosphere, I don't even think it's like the atmosphere. I think it, you, another word that you're trying, setting the stage, setting the tone. You are building the, the let up to the let down. Do you know what I'm saying? As it's been described. Um, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you, you are, you, you're, the more and more that they're, they get into everything, you know, it's one thing after another to the crisis, to the crisis, to the crisis, to where you want to eventually feel like, when are they going to break? When are they going to break, you know, and what will make them break? Yeah, so that's, yeah. I can definitely, I can, de it's not even just the atmosphere, it's the tone and how their reactions to the consequences around it it's like it's it's a hover it's a haze and even then if you look at the actual visuals of the movie his t use of not only the mud browns and the tones and the under of everything where the black philip sheep at that point in time he is uh, for lack of a better you know comparison he is um the bright light he is the color in their world because everything else is so muted he stands out you he is the one that's causing their them all their problems which you find out in the end you know what i'm saying yeah, in the yeah. end but you don't it's right there in front of your face he dominates every visual that he's in because he is his black is his black and it's it, it your eyes are always drawn to it yeah absolutely and he, he honestly is the black goat sheep whatever isn't really on screen all that much you nope. got the youngers the younger children talking about him or talking to him mm-hmm and, I mean, he gores the father. Yep. But, I mean, in all, he's not really on screen all that much. 
Mm. No, but when he's on it, it's like he's the color in the world because he sucks everything out away. He is his. Oh, my God. On TV, there's my drink. No. Yeah. <laughs> but um, he he because there is no other color in the world. He is the color, but the color is black. Yeah, it's just that tone. Everything else is just. Yeah, I, I, don't know. I yeah, I think the this movie isn't necessarily scary, but it is no unsettling i think would be the best way to describe it like when the son who came back after getting bewitched by the witch yeah and he's kind of going through the they think he's possessed or he's been bewitched and he pukes the apple up that that whole scene is just like god damn what the fuck is going on it's just unsettling me. Well, it's not that he picked up the apple. It's the fact that the apple was so green, you know, and that's when they look at it that he's bewitched because he puked up the apple, but really he is be bewitched. It's a whole thing. You know, you, you're, the lines are blurred so much. You don't know when exactly they lost touch with reality because you lost touch with, uh, is he really bewitched or are they just making it up or... What's really going on here? You lose you lose the touch of reality with them, which was really, I think that subtleness is there. You lose it with them as they progress to the movie. So do you? Yeah, I, that that makes sense. Yeah, no. it's been a while yeah. since I saw this movie, so I yeah, don't know. we watched it together the first time and we both didn't like it. Yeah, that's what I remember is not liking it. But I guess I did not realize the same director as the. I rewatched it after we watched The Lighthouse because mm -hmm. of that. I'm like, I should give this another chance. And well, The Lighthouse was very. I think it was my number two movie of that year. I. I mean, Lighthouse 2015. Was like... Uh, fifteen. You said. Fifteen. Yeah. Yeah. Um, no, I. Remember the because I'm not into slow movies, and Lighthouse was a very slow movie. And for me to like the Lighthouse was very, very weird. I, I think I liked it because it was very artistic. I guess is the best. It was way. certainly it's very. Is a very this one pretty. Is well. It's a very pretty movie. Um, but. Again, I don't think it's one that I could watch maybe one every once every tw two years. It's not a rewatch that I can handle because that mermaid thing is a whole visual thing you can never get out of your mind. It's no. Well, I'm gonna have to watch it now. It's on our voodoo. Okay, it's so on voodoo. Okay. Uh, you know, there's just so many different things, you know, you know, there's so many movies out there. You're like, oh, my God, what do I watch next? You know, and just, you know, and there's movies like you said, which, you know, when you say my favorite horror movie, there's movies that you just turn on. Then they're on. Yeah. yeah. They're just there. Yeah. And Lighthouse is actually considered a horror movie. So that was another movie. I like, do I rewatch it and just something to talk about? Because it is a good movie to talk about because there's so much things that happen. But then I was like, I just saw that like nine months ago. Like, 
I'm good for another six months. Because <laughs> it was visually, <laughs> visually disturbing, yeah. Like, I'm oh. like, I still have that mermaid visual stuck in my head, and I'm like, I'm still fine. Let's just wait till that gets out of my head, and then I'll just go through it again. I'll just have this, just whatever. I will yeah. we'll rewatch it, but... Uh. Well, yeah. Your movie kind of put Florence, or not kind of, put Florence Pugh on the map. Yeah. This yeah. movie put Anya Taylor-Joy on the map. Oh. Yeah. She was... Uh, it, she's... Um, the movie this weekend be released as One Night in Soho or... Last she's Night in, that, in Soho, yeah. yeah. Last Night in Soho or something like that. She's in that. That, that movie looks be great. Good. That's supposed yeah. to be really good. Yeah. Edgar Wright. It'll, it'll be good for yeah. sure. Kind of looking at it going, hmm, because I keep on seeing it. I didn't think it was that type of movie until I started saw, seeing more trailers on it. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So, definitely. yeah, it could it could have good response. But, you know, I'm seeing more and more movie trailers on TV now because they're finally over. I mean, things are still being released on streaming, of course, but they're over the fact that they're trying to gear up this holiday season as it's time. Yeah. 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 So what'd you give this one? I would give this... I, I I like Midsommar more than this, so I'd give this a, I'd give it an eight for sure. See, what I remember from this now that we've been talking, I'd give it a six too, just because I remember not liking it. I won't. You need to give it another shot. It's, yeah, it's I'll give it another shot. I would definitely do that, but I. I give it a six two just because it was because we did watch. It I'm together, not gonna. I'm I, not gonna. I, I didn't like it the first time I yeah. watched it either. But. And I'm not gonna dog it and give it below a five or below a six. <laughs> so I figure a six two is just like right at that line where I'll rewatch it and give it a second go. Okay. You know, I mean, I mean, I watched it the first time I I was watching it. It was on you know TV. It was not streaming. It was just on you know cable. And I literally turned the captions on. And if I had not turned the captions on right away, I would have probably dismissed the movie and just turned. You know, but once I realized I'm not struggling to hear the movie, I don't need it louder. I just need it because there is the accent there. It made it a little bit easier. So I think I enjoyed it watching the first time because I did that. So I just want to put out that to some people if they're thinking about watching this, you know, yeah. maybe put it on with captions. Not that you, I'm saying you can't understand it. It just, it just, if you don't catch something, you can look at it. It's a little bit easier, but right. to me, it's a good, it's a good solid 7.5 for me, a good solid 7.5 because I did like the subduedness of the way the development of not the, not the characters, but their descent into their loss of reality and what when eventually they're going to break that I enjoyed that part because you wanted to see how fast, not that you're comparing them or how long they were going to last. Like um, Job, Lot, you know, yeah. some of the people in the Bible, you know, how far, how, how far can they go before they say it's enough? It's enough. Yeah. And they forsake their God. Well, evidently the death of everyone finally made her forsake God, you and know? that scene was fucking wild when she goes to talk to Philip. like Philip, and he kind of like changes and and the voice they used for him when he's talking to her was, yeah, 
creepy. Yeah. But then... Creepy. Yeah, it was creepy. It was. Yeah. Uh, so I'm saying, yeah, we got, yeah, the good, good ratings, good ratings. I think so. Okay. So Anything did you else? That? I did 7.5. Yeah, 7 for me. Okay. Perfect. Yeah. So I'll, I'll, I'll give it a rewatch. Um, you should. I'll you definitely should. give it a rewatch for sure. Yeah. All right. So drum roll. Drum roll. I have three that I was prepared to do. Three. First of all, let me just tell you the one. I, I was downright prepared to do it today. I re, even rewatched it again today. Hellraiser, Hellbound 2. Mm-hmm. Okay. Wow. I, That's, I, wait, we can't just brush over that. The second one? The second one. Okay. Which okay. I think in... I was so ready to do this one, but there's another one I'm going to do. But, I mean, we're talking Clive Barker. You know, we're talking horror, horror, horror maven icon. He is just, I mean, but there's 10, there's 10 Hellraisers. So I'm kind of like, uh, do I touch on something with like nine sequels? Right. But the second, this is one of those rare instances in my mind that the second is almost better than the first. Well, and... We could almost do a podcast on Hellraisers if we wanted to. So I didn't want to like go into it too much. So just like you know, so I let. I mean that that's that's a whole other genre. I think you know. I think we should choose our favorite horror director, our favorite iconic horror director. We, you know, there's so many out there. Oh yeah. Once again, I didn't want to choose anything that was really a franchise. Um, or. I do this franchise the correct word because it's not most of them are not trilogies anymore because you're looking at Friday the thirteenth, which has got like what twelve. You got Freddy, which has like eight. You know, and I said my favorite. And I'm like, okay. And once again, I had a limit we had eliminated so many. Yep, we did. So many out there. Cause I had done Alien. You know, we had done the all the ones we had done before, and I had also done um the thing. The thing was one of my the favorite. Thing but was, yeah. So I went with Prince of Darkness. Prince of Darkness. Prince of Darkness. Because believe me, when this movie's on, I can just put it on and I can watch it. It, it, it. I've seen it umpty million times. And for some reason, I can watch any John Carpenter movie until the end of time. Maybe because of the familiarity of him. You know what I'm saying? I mean... Look at all the movies that he's done. The Fog, The Thing, Big Trouble, Little China. I mean, it's almost like he uses some of the same actors over and over oh, again. He certainly does, yeah. He always does a little bit. So it's kind of like that comfort. And, of course, I went with something from 1987 because uh, that's the year I graduated. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I'm like, you know what? I'm just going to go with this, you know. And it's one of my – it is actually one of my favorite movies. Um, Donald Pleasance is in it. We'll go through who's through it. So let's give you the numbers here. Uh, Prince of Darkness released October 23rd, 1987. Director is John Carpenter, one of the big boys, you know. Yeah. Gross revenue, $14 million. Budget is $3 million. You have IMBD, IMDB score of 6.7. You have a Rotten Tomatoes of 58%. Metacritic is 50. Okay, so all in all, it's got a little bit of everything. So when I'm trying to like, one of the main reasons why I chose it, you know, you have Devil, you have everything. I don't know, has anyone seen this one before? I have no, not. I have not. 
<clears throat> okay. Well, it's got, like I said, a lot of the same people that you like. We all know Donald Pleasance, Lisa Bo Victor Wong is in it. Okay. okay, so, you know, he's been in many a uh, James Carpenter, Big Trouble, Little China. You know, oh. you got you got so many of the cast from, you know, from, I want to say, even um, The Thing. And there's all of them in there. There's a lot of the back. He keeps on using the same people over and over again, which is fine. You know. Well, it's all the directors that do that. Like, um, the biggest one is one that has... Um... Shit. Leonardo DiCaprio's boy. Scorsese. Scorsese. Yeah. Scorsese, yeah. Yeah, so Scorsese always has his own. So a lot of the big directors has their certain cast that's their go to because they work well with each other. Well, this is a it's a supernatural horror film. Okay. So it's kinda like it's in he was supposedly doing like a trilogy of I don't know, Apocalypse Trilogy. This was his, this is the second installment. I'm just kind of like, he had the thing, this one, and then the Mouth of Madness. Mm -hmm. Okay. So the basic plot of this is you have a Catholic priest and a quantum physicist. You know, so you got like Donald Pleasance as the priest. You have the physicist, which is, you know, the, the Chinese guy from, you know, Big Trouble Little China, you know, <laughs> Victor Wong, you know, so he's like in so many different movies. They basically, um, there's like, they find the sun, they find Satan. Satan is actual really, is real, you know, it's, but he's been hidden from the world because he's in liquid form and, yep, yep you know, and the Vatican's been covering it up because evil as a concept is different than an actual e evil as a tangible force and, you know, the it's finally arrived it's you know something's right stirring in this little soupy thing going on next thing you know you, they bring in he, the priest goes to help goes gets help from the physicist to have them analyze this to see what's going on with it and translate the books and all this stuff and you know they go to a church that's been abandoned and they're like trying to like analyze it, but meanwhile it starts waking up and starts overtaking people so you got like possession and the devil and physicists with tangible of you know good is good and evil but evil is really a physical thing not whatever and he has to resurrect himself and take over a body and transform that body to bring back his father you know because evidently satan has a father you know it's just it's got a little bit of everything you know it you you this just sounds have sounds like your type of movie yeah yeah but also great cameo Great cameo for you here. I'm gonna let you know this. The, one of the the one of the schizophrenic, so the, all these street homeless schizophrenics are like surround, you know, um, the building and keep them trapped in there. Why the devil? What not? Satan does his thing or whatever. But great cameo, Alice Cooper. Oh, oh shit! Nice. Uh, really? I'm just you know what I'm going. You know you got you got he's using some he uses uh here's another 80s reference he uses some of the actors from riptide that was an 80s show back in the day you know he's so like there's so many different things there they get he's got yeah it's it's got a little bit of stilted you know acting and stuff and you'll 
physics particles and tachyon and the dreams and the antimatter and people time traveling through people's dreams to warn them about stopping the Satan emerging in it like it's got it's all over the board. So it's almost like I feel like he was the new Samuel Taylor Coleridge from, you know, the eighteen hundreds and decided to smoke whatever opium and he says, Okay, let's let's do a movie. Yeah. <laughs> you, know, like, you know, I'm thinking to myself, okay, it's 87. Are we having flashbacks from like the seventies or something going on? We're going to do physics and tachyon and goo. That's really the Satan that's going to shoot up into the ceiling, into people's body, but they're going to control schizophrenics that are outside. And Oh, thank you. <laughs> My husband just threw the cat at me. Cause she decided because she decided she wanted to be in the sink with him. Okay. Oh, Welcome man. to my life. But I think, and all in all, the movie, and yeah, it didn't have, you know, what it, you know, $3 million budget made $14 million. Let's be honest. It made its money. Oh, you know, yeah. Didn't, for 87, that's a pretty good... That's... It's got some decent money there, you know, and I'm just thinking you guys didn't see it. I mean, it's kind of like one of those movies... If you want to put it's it on John Carpenter, like Halloween, come on, like John, yeah, that's what I'm saying. So I mean, like I kind of like had to like knock some of those other ones out of there, but I'm like, he is one of the big dogs mm-hmm. for horror. You know, you got Wes Craven, Clive Barker. You know, all these. I mean, he's on the Mount Rushmore for sure. Yeah, he's on he's on the Mount Rushmore. So I'm like, you know what? I couldn't do some of the other ones. You know, you know Ridley Scott even with some of his horror movies, you know, there's so many out there. And I was just like, you know, I'm going to, I got to do one, but we've done so many of his other ones. And this one's a little obscure. The other one I was thinking of doing of John Carpenter was once again, ghosts of Mars. I don't know if anyone's seen that one. I did see that one. See, once again, he has a little bit of everything going on. You have so much of everything going on. You know, you got a women patriotical society with, airborne organisms that take over body would deformate it's a whole thing you laugh about it but you're not laughing about it you're just like okay we're all over the board but at the same time it's kind of fun to watch because it's got a little bit of everything and that's why it was one of my favorite movies like it was on the other day and i and i was like oh i'll just watch it again i'm like yeah it's on and i enjoyed it you know because it's something comforting about knowing you know, honestly, the good triumphed over evil, but then at the same at the end, he's like, it really didn't. Just kidding. You know? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And that's kind of what it always is with all of his other, you know, just like the ending of the thing, which we did the one time. Yep. Once again, they're sitting there at the end and, well, we're going to find out, Giles, who's, who's <laughs> real and who's not. You know, once again, maybe not. You know, same with, you know, he did the fog, you know. You know, they die and one gets taken away. It's just a little, it's unique. It makes you think towards the end. It's, that's, I think he does really good with supernatural. Not just vampires or werewolves or he is, to me, he's a supernatural. Yeah, Yeah. he has a psych, he has Halloween, but you know, thing, you know, he's got the fog, he's got Ghost of Mars, he's got so many other ones. Mm -hmm. Even Big Trouble, Little China had like the supernatural in it, so... I think him as a director was great. So to me, this is, I mean, the dialogue isn't really there. Some of the plot needs some serious help. I would wonder what it would be like if they rebate it now. You know, maybe it would be a good rebate, you know, it because I think having our ability to do the CGI now, maybe they could do a little bit more. Yeah, oh, absolutely. 
Yeah. So I think this one needs to be revisited every so often just for people to see it because it's good. And then, like I said, the Hellraiser, it's Hellraiser is always, yeah, is disturbing. You know, there, I always will cringe every time I see some of those, some of those movies just because, you know, that was scary. And once again, the original Hellraiser was 87. The second one was 88. So I was kind of like digging back to my teenage years where I was going to the midnight movies at studio 28, where all movies were three bucks, you know, and all movies and all movies began at three o'clock at midnight and in the on Friday and Saturday nights, there was midnight movies before all the problems happened in the world. And you didn't have to worry about gangs and this and that. And, you know, drive-by shootings, you know, it was midnight movies. Everyone went yeah. and, you know, three bucks, popcorn. The movie ended at like 2, 2.30 in the morning. You were home by 3.30 in the morning. It was, it was not uncommon for us to do this growing up in high school, you know. And that's where my love of movies came from, as I would say, definitely my formative years my last four years of high my four years of high school because we went to the movies every weekend because i don't feel like movies cost that much yeah back then i mean there was there wasn't a weekend i didn't go to a movie i mean really dollars yeah like i remember like there was 75 set movies um on saturdays and they were like really releases or something but yeah second run yeah but it was like second saturday run. from like 11 to 3 like 11 a.m to 3 so that was their slowest time well it's not and, even that it's just like yeah yeah so i'm like oh for, i think it was 75 cents but they had i can't remember what exactly it was but i saw lassie i remember that movie off the top of my head but yeah that's what made it nice you know i mean i could we could take honestly we could take I three dollars for you know, you know, the ticket. I would spend another three or four bucks on pop and popcorn, you know, and then I throw a couple bucks. We'd all like do for gas, you know. I mean, fill the gas tank back then. It was ninety nine cents a gallon, you know. But we might stop and grab McDonald's on on the way in or something, or we'd stop at Pizza Hut and share a pizza. I mean, to go out to the movies as a kid. I mean, we could get away with fifteen dollars. Yeah. And do everything, and do everything. That's you know that was crazy, you know. But now everything's just expensive. Yeah. So I mean, I think that's why I chose that year, and I kind of like was going back and forth because there was like all the movies you guys did. I mean, I totally loved. I watched all of them. They are good horror movies. But I thought '87. I feel like right then, one Nightmare on Elm Street was what '86. I think it no, was 84, the first 84. One was 84, yeah. 84. And then I think his start of the sequels, which was interesting with the Hellraiser, that 87 and a sequel was 88. That was pretty fast. You know what I'm saying? Well, we're, we're going to the Friday the 13th right now on another podcast. Mm-hmm. And the first three movies came out in 80, 81, 82. Yeah, it's interesting that they came out that fast, you know. Yes, yeah. they pumped this. Made fast. money. Let's quick get another one out there. Mm-hmm. That's... Mm-hmm. And there's something. There, I mean, like I said, typical slasher. But yeah, yeah, yeah. I just, I guess that. So if you have a chance just to do it, I think it's on Prime Is right it on now. Prime? I, I think it's on Prime. I think it's on Prime. I think it's streaming on Prime right now. Yeah, I mean. Yeah. I definitely give it a go. I'd never heard of it. Um, 
Like, I ju- it's John Carpenter. That's, yeah, that's, that's the reason why I'd want to watch it because I'm like, I love Halloween. I love his movies. So every I think the 70s, John, every time you see a John Carpenter pop up, you know, it's going to be a good. Yeah. The seventies and eighties were his, his years. <laughs> yep. That's all there is. Yeah. Yep. So for me, this is an 8.5, not because it's one of the best movies out there. It's because it's got that nostalgia to make you just kind of like go, Okay, I'll watch it. It's all over the board. You got a little bit of everything, but at the same time, it's got all those familiar faces that you see, but it's kind of, it's it's campy and fun and so interesting that it just keeps you going. So I've, like I said, I've watched it many times. And there's several things that I've watched, seeing it over and over. And there's a couple of things I've caught later on, you know, which is kind of cool. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah. I'm going to go 8.5 for me. So you guys didn't see it. So maybe, you know, you have to put it on. You have another drink. Sure. Yeah. You have another drink. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, maybe put yeah. on for dinner tonight. <laughs> there you go. Well, I mean. I almost, I mean, I almost chose The Descent. <gasps> oh. I fucking love that movie. That yeah. is a fucking great movie. And, you know, that also, you saying that, just breaking off here for a quick second. After the descent, you had so many, not copycats, but you know what I'm saying. Yeah. As above, as as below, below. And, you know, you had the cave, you had, I mean, there's so many subtle copycats that you know it almost made it become like its own little its own little genre you know yeah yeah it's own little genre but those are the again like i've said going back to beating a dead horse wreck is my favorite fucking horror movie of all time but yep, we this, had already talked about it yeah, yeah we already did so you know you can you can did, thank I, travis for that one i just want it known that is my favorite horror movie. Yep. Oh, I would probably go with, I would say, you know, I didn't want to touch on any sequels. I mean, like movies, franchises, because, you know, then I feel like we can't cover it everything the way right. we should. I mean, but I absolutely love, you give me any of the Alien. Alien or yep, Aliens. Absolutely. Those are, absolute, well, those are mine. you know that 100%. we saw Alien um, in 4D. Covenant. Covenant. Oh. And those seats were shaking and stuff spraying in our face. Fans were blowing behind us. That was insane. Yeah. And so. is that still open? Because I do a trip down back there. It was only I, a three you know, hour drive I don't from know. Here. But that, where was it? Be... Um, that was Some where the way. where the park is in Illinois. Millennium Park. No, no, the um, a music park. It's south or it's north it's of north uh, Chicago. Chicago. Oh, it's not Aurora. Yeah. So we had to go down there for an auction. Yeah, um, yeah, they had a great restaurant. Oh, Six Flags was there. That's Six, six Flags. Yes, yeah, Six Flags. Okay, okay, the park. Gotcha, gotcha. That would be you know the the four D would be interesting. It really would be. Yeah, I um I want to go see another movie on that for sure because 4D was awesome and it was the same price as um IMAX like eighteen dollars a yeah. ticket. 
And what we did is we went to the bar right but we got a hotel for fifty dollars. It was cheap. Okay. And um right across the street was a bar. So we went there and it was an Irish bar. So we had a few drinks, had dinner, and then we actually mixed Gurney. a drink in the in the Gurney. parking lot. Gurney. Gurney. Gurney, Illinois. Yeah. And then we mixed a drink in the um, parking lot before we went into the thing, and it was a great time. Well, I mean, that, I mean that sounds good. I mean, not that I want to say. It. I'm like, can they do? Can they do that now with COVID? I mean, with the the water and the fans, or no? I mean, it uh, makes me think they. That's that's, that's a good true. <laughs> that's what I want to say. Are they open or? Because I think they. I don't know. Like I said, that was one of the best trips. Like, we went and picked up a. God, what did we pick up that time? Oh, the table and chairs. Holy shit. Took the truck down. Yeah. But yeah, yeah, we made a whole vacation out of it for a weekend. Well, that sounds. I mean, that's something I would like to do. I mean, it's that does sound interesting. If you're gonna do it, you might as well go do it. You know. Well. And once we found out there's a, and we didn't realize how far apart all the cities we needed to be were, so we were like, basically in Wyoming or in Wisconsin, like we were like ten miles from the um, not your father's root beer brewery. Oh really? Yeah, that's where Gurney is. It's like ten miles from. That's yeah, ten miles from there. Okay. Okay. Cool. So we were we were contemplating like, oh, should we go to Wisconsin and get some cheese and have some drinks like root beer and drive back to our hotel? And I'm so they're like, we're on the highway. I'm like, oh, we're heading that way, but because mm, we missed our exit, <laughs> I'm like, well, I don't know, should we like? Uh, should we? Should we not? Yeah. I'm but- like, okay. And it was so funny because we actually missed the we didn't. There's so many toll roads where oh, yeah. we were at. And we're in his uh, sister's truck, I guess, or his family's truck. And we're sitting there digging out pennies out of every area. Like, we were not able to leave one spot. We just kept throwing pennies in there. Because <laughs> they didn't take cash. And we're just, like, more change. I'm like, I think there's more in the back seat. I'm in the back seat giving them change. And I'm like, I need, like, 20 more cents. And we're just, I'm like, I think this is 20 pennies. <laughs> People behind us are honking. It was hilarious. It was a shit show. It doesn't look <laughs> yeah. like the 4D is available. Oh, 4D. I think is we should. Not, we'll have, yeah. It's not. I was wondering if it would because of like the wind and the liquid and yada yada yada. The theaters, everything else is running, but not the 4D show. Yeah, I kind of dude. COVID. COVID. I know. Soon, eventually, we're gonna get back to reality. Mm-hmm. It'll be good. It'll be good. Yeah. I hope. Oh, uh, so next week we have Han Solo. Han Solo, right? Solo. Solo. All right. First time watcher. Breaking my virginity again. Oh, good lord. Good lord. Good lord. Keep your expectations middled. Yeah. Or just drink, drink heavily before you start. Yep. One of the two. Oh, we'll keep the gin for that then. We'll do some Costco gin and tonics for that night. 
Yes, 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 yes. I'm trying to decide. Well, I'm going to definitely have to decide what I'm going to have to do. That's for sure. We might have to break out the bourbon for that one again. Actually, I might have to go get Tangeray. That's a little stronger proof than the Costco one. Really? Yeah, it's only 88 proof on that one. Oh, okay. Tangeray is like 94, I think. Yeah. Sure. yeah. I don't know. I think I have to double check, but if we're gonna need strong booze. I'll have to find some fucking booze then. I'll have to go back to the liquor store. We're fine. Yeah, we'll be fine if we got to go back to the liquor store. It's not a big deal. <laughs> um, but yeah, I don't think we have anything booked for next week. Uh, I do. I have my schedule. Um, I think that I have. Well, I have Monday off. I have Monday off. Tuesday off. Monday might oh, be good well. because um, I have Monday off and I don't have to be at work till nine on Tuesday. Let me look here real fast. So I well I have to oh I don't really have Monday off. I got to go in at eight a.m., which means I can leave like at two or three. Hmm. So I have Tuesday night up, Tuesday night ready, Wednesday night, Thursday night, and I have Sunday off. So, so yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, whatever. So just let me know and we can make it work, okay? Yep. We'll figure okay. it out. Cause yeah. uh Sunday's Tom's birthday. Oh, you're gonna have to go where drinks, drinks. Yeah. Oh de- yeah, definitely. I'm gonna be yeah. drinking yeah. heavily, watching the lions get the shit kicked out of them. <laughs> there you go. That's it. That's all you need to know. That's all you need to know. Mm. Yeah, okay. Okay, well I'm loving it still. All right, still loving it. Awesome. Okay. Well, yeah. Well, we'll figure out some the some heavy booze for the next one. <laughs> oh yeah, heavy booze for the next one. All right, that's for sure. Well, uh, okay. I'll text you and we'll figure it out. Okay. Well, I'll talk to you later. All right, see you. Have a good one. You too. Bye. Bye. Well, shit got a little loose. Hopefully, you understood everything. Whether or not you agree or disagree with our take on the movies, hopefully you learned something or were at least entertained. So come back for more Booze Booze and and bullshit. Bullshit.